Listen for a moment. There's a spirit that now works. And it leads to disobedience. It leads to rebellion against God. It's, it's the spirit that causes backsliding. causes distance, draws us away, that spirit works, and when we allow disobedience in our hearts, that spirit goes to work to cause more disobedience. Of the resurrection, he 
gave his life. And he makes it possible for all of us. We can partake. We partake of the body. We partake of the blood. That's what this represents. The body of Christ. The blood of Christ. God's demonstration of his great mercy and his great love. So we thank God today. And we remember what Jesus did. He's still working in you. And the more mindful we are of what he has done, the more we can walk in it. Walk in that freedom, that resurrection life. He made us alive together with Christ. He raised us up together. That's resurrection life. Victory over all things. We can walk in that. Amen. So we remember today. We remember Jesus. Take that bread in your hand. Represents the body of Christ. By his stripes, you were healed. Receive healing in your body. Healing in your relationships. Discern the Lord's body. Examine your own heart. Those connections in your life. How are they? Between brothers and sisters, the family of God, we want peace, we want unity. So Father, we thank you. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for the body of Christ. Father, we declare over each one here, by the stripes of Jesus, are healed as a church in our families. We are healed. We walk in divine health that affects our bodies, that affects our emotions, that affects our relationships. Health, peace, wholeness in every area in the name of Jesus. Let's eat together.
nothing can separate. Nothing. Neither height nor depth. Nor anything in all of creation. Could ever separate us. From the love of God. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, we thank you. You've forgiven us completely. And so we receive that freely. We receive your forgiveness, your mercy in our lives. Just as we as we receive, we freely give. We extend the same. That forgiveness. It just flows out. We take no account of suffered wrongs. There's no account. It's all been reconciled. Every debt has been paid. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, we thank you. Thank you for the blood of the Lamb. We plead the blood of Jesus over our lives. church, over every family, we plead the blood, Father, we thank you that the blood of Jesus speaks on our behalf, it says we're free, it says we're re restored, Father, thank you, in Jesus' name, let's drink together.
Welcome all of you again. I believe you're blessed. We appreciate the worship team. Y'all are a blessing. Hallelujah. If you were here last week, we started discussing how to activate angels.
There's principles that we should follow. And we began talking last week about the principle number one. That is regarding authority. To understand angels, the workings of the spirit realm, then we should understand this. Is that angels, they recognize authority. They're creatures of authority. The angels of God submit to the authority of God. The angels of God submit to the word of God. That's their realm. They understand that. And so when we as God's people, if we walk in rebellion, disobedience, angels, they can't relate to that. Because their level is a level of submission. You know, there's all kinds of levels. You know, you start to mature a little bit. And you're on a different level. You know, people are talking about all kinds of things. Chattering about different things. And it, it becomes difficult to relate to that. And depending on your interests. Well, I can't relate to certain things. Because I'm not very interested in those things. So the angels want to interact with you. They want to help you. But they have to be able to relate to you. If, if their level is total submission to God, and I'm allowing some disobedient spirit into my life, the angels can't relate to that. It seems totally foreign to them. And so we have to do like they do. Not because that's what they do, but because it's what God requires. We ought to submit to God's authority. We ought to submit to His Word. Amen. We must do that. When we do, angel, angels recognize that. And they're like, yeah, me too. See, I understand that person. Look, look at that person. Submitted to God. Honoring God. Walking in the ways of God. Not perfection, but being perfected. We're maturing. 
Amen. Not staying like babies. No, God will carry you for so long as a baby. Even your faith could carry someone while they're so immature. But there comes a time we have to grow. We have to mature. And when the angels see that happening, then they can participate with us. They can engage with you in your life. And they'll be active in your life. They'll help you. They can't do everything for us. But they're sent to help us. Some things mean you help yourself. Hallelujah. I mean, if we don't do those things that we must do, we can't just always wait for God to make up the difference every time. So regarding submission to authority, you should remember, God's word must be the highest authority in our lives. God's word, the highest authority, not what I think about it, not how I feel about it. Okay, your opinion is your opinion. But we can't just follow opinions. Okay, God has given us his word. He has exalted his word. The Bible says it's forever settled in heaven. Heaven and earth will pass away. His word will never pass away. How can you submit to something you don't know what it says? You know, God's not going to read the Bible to you. You know, we read stories with the kids and we do all that. But by the time they're by the time they're in their twenties and stuff, we probably won't be doing that. Right? In, in my house, it's like story time. That's about eight thirty. Come on, story time. And we're gonna read something. By the time you're forty-five, you're not gonna hear me calling to you. Story time. And so it is with God. And he, we know he's not reading the Bible to us. I'll read the Bible to you on church Sundays and stuff. But I'm not going to be there in your bedroom reading the Bible to you. If you don't read the Bible, if you don't put it in your heart, Get it in your mind. How can you submit to it? You'll just be rebelling because you don't know what God says. 
so obedient is because you don't know what God expects. If God's word is the highest authority in your life, then you will make time after that. Why? Because it's the highest authority. How can I neglect it? We'll, we'll be giving it first place before other things. Amen. The highest authority. That's true in your personal life. That's true for us as a church. All of these things relate to you personally. And then they relate to us as a body of believers. When it comes to the church, we should recognize that God has placed authority in the church. We're all equal in the sense that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Okay, but God has designed the church in such a way that there are leaders. There's those gifts I mentioned last week. The evangelist, pastor, teacher, prophet, and apostle. These are gifts that Christ has given the church. It's, it's authority that God's placed in our lives. We should submit to that. You don't need a prophet. You don't need an apostle in your life. But everybody needs a pastor. And Jesus saw the multitude. And he became concerned. Because he saw them weary and scattered like sheep without a shepherd. And so we have to relate to those people that God has given us and they take that responsibility as pastor and teacher. Pastor and teacher, they always go together in some degree. Amen. So God has placed that authority in the church for what? To control us? To put us under the yoke? To rule over us? Is that why God puts authority in our lives? No. Sometimes we have the wrong idea. And we hesitate to submit to any authority. Because we think like they're going to control us or something. They're going to force us to do certain things. And we don't want to be controlled, right? We want to be free. God wants us to be free too. 
So he doesn't put authority over us to put us down, put us in a box. If, if that's our idea, and this is the reason people think that way, sometimes they grew up and in their house, someone was always there yelling at them or somebody was always there slapping them around or somebody was always there to baby them and protect them and control all the circumstances of their life. Alright, and so then we grow up and we think, oh, that's what authority is. God doesn't do those things. Amen. He's not there screaming at you. Slapping you around. And he's not there just babying every aspect of our life. This is why God has placed authority in the church. Is for our edification. Edification. That's an important word. You're either being edified or not. And usually it's pretty evident. To be edified means to be built up. So you tell me. Does this look edified? No. You gotta stand up. I see people sometimes they walk around like this. I can tell that person's not edified. It shows all over our face, our countenance. If I'm looking like this, you know, that brother's not edified. Amen. Sometimes even we just sit around. You know, I'm not judging anybody. There was one man of God, you know, people got upset with him because when it was worship time, you know, he was just, he, he just standing there, looking around. And the pastor was like, how can you use this guy? He doesn't even know how to worship. But God rebuked him. So don't judge him. His whole life is worship. And so, you know, so you don't, we don't judge people. I don't know your personal life. Maybe you worship God big time. You know, but sometimes you can kind of get an idea. Is this person edified or not? You know, if I'm not engaged in worship, if I'm just totally disconnected, then it starts to show my spiritual condition. To be edified means to be built up. It means to be charged up. Every 
once in a while we find people that look like they, their battery's not charged, man. Their battery done gone low. And they're all really slow. Slow motion. Their spiritual life is like all in slow motion. And, you know, just to read a, a, a page is like so slow. And their life is like, hmm. Right? When it's time to pray, they start to get tired. I can feel it, you know, it's creeping in. What is that? You need to charge yourself, man. What's happening? Your battery is too low. So to be edified, it means to be charged up. It shows. Amen. The battery gets low, it starts to show. You ever have a remote control car? When the battery is low, it, it doesn't move. It's like, <laughs> right? It doesn't move. And people's life becomes just like that. They can't move forward. It's like they stay in the same place. We can break out of that if we learn how to be edified. And authority is placed in our life for this purpose. God sets people in our lives to edify us. Amen. But if I don't recognize their place or their voice, then I disregard their words and nothing happens. There's no edification. I mean, if you come to church week after week and you're not being edified, then something's wrong. Something's wrong. And people want to blame the preacher. But if your spiritual life is intact, anywhere and get edified. If that guy is opening his Bible at all, if he reads even one Bible verse, you could get something to be built up by. People who go to church and they don't get edified, I, don't, I can't always blame the preacher. It's the people. They don't submit to the man of God or the woman of God. They don't submit to the word of God. They don't recognize that authority. Half the time, they don't even care if they're there or not. They don't feel like even being in the church. Amen. I hope you don't come to church for me. You might as well stay home if you're coming for me. And if you come and you don't get nothing, go somewhere else and see what happens. 
Chances are, you'll go there and get nothing either. That's because you haven't learned to get something. I'm just being honest. Okay, this is real life. If I'm getting edified or not, it depends more on me than anybody else. And how I see the people that God's placed in my life. How I recognize the word of God and what place I give his word. True spiritual authority is always for the purpose of edification. There's two places the Apostle Paul says this in the book of 2 Corinthians. I'll show you these verses. We, of course, we know that it was God speaking through Paul. This isn't just Paul's idea. He was inspired by the Holy Spirit. He might have been the one writing or dictating what was being written. But the Holy Ghost was moving these people to write these truths. Amen. Look what he says in 2 Corinthians. Chapter 10, verse 8. Even though he says I should boast somewhat more about our authority. Can you give me that part? Okay, so he knew he had authority. He knew God gave him authority. And he could say lots about it. He could have boasted even more about it. Why did the Lord give him that authority? It says, the Lord gave it to us for edification, not for your destruction. He says, I'm not going to be ashamed about it. God has given us authority not to tear somebody down, not to destroy their life, talking about true spiritual authority. I'm never going to try to control you. Force you to do something. I'm never going to tell you things that are going to harm you. I understand that the authority that God's given me is for the edification of God's people. That's all we want. Somebody who has answered the call of God to, to help the church. Why do we do it? We just want to see people edified. We want to see people's spiritual life develop. You want to know how it feels sometimes? It feels like you care more about their spiritual life than they do. That's kind of a frustrating thing. 
How can I care more about somebody's spiritual life than they do? We only want one thing. To edify. To build up. Strengthen. Come on, guys. Get, get plugged into the power. That's what we do. We come together. For what? To get charged up. Amen. But we're not just cheerleaders. Come on. Come on. Shout. Jump. Dance. Come on. That's not Bikash's job either. Come on, everybody. Let's worship. Everybody. So slow. Can't even function in the presence of God. We just want people edified. You ought to want to be edified. Amen. When you hear about edification, then we ought to think, yes. I, I want to be edified. I want to be charged up. I want to be built up spiritually. I don't want to live a slow motion Christian life. Somebody's trying to always get me to do something. Dragging my feet. Right? This is no way to live. So the purpose of spiritual authority is for edification. So here's the reality. If I'm not being edified, there's a very high possibility that I'm not submitted to authority. If I was submitted to authority, then the purpose of that authority would work for me. Amen. The purpose of that authority is what? Edification. That's why it exists. For my edification. Amen. Nothing's wrong with the, you know, if the AC isn't cooling the room. And you're just looking at it. Oh, maybe you better turn it on. There's, there's different buttons too. One of them says cool. One of them says only fan. I remember my car AC wasn't working. And I took it to the garage. I don't like going to the garage. If you don't sit there and watch them do everything, they don't do anything. And so I left the car, came back hours later. Your AC's working. Ooh, praise God. Turn that thing on. Yeah, the fan is working. But it's not cold. And they were like, yeah, it's cold. So no, it's just December. It's cold outside. But this is not AC. Okay, something's wrong. Right? 
It has to work properly. This edification thing. If it's not happening, something's wrong. Something's disconnected. Something isn't on. Amen. So I better change something. Otherwise, the battery's going to drain even more. Right? Then things get really, really slow. Hallelujah. Edification. This is why authority in the church exists. Look at chapter 13. Just one more verse here. Verse 10. He says, therefore I write these things, being absent, lest being present, I should use sharpness. Hey, did you read it all? She read it all. He didn't want to be sharp. He didn't want to be harsh. You know, I'm sure he felt like doing that sometimes. But that's why he would just rather write a letter. Because, you know, if I see you, I might say it differently. So let me just let me just write it and send it to you. I'll just try to express myself that way. You know, some of it really has a heart for God. We don't want to be sharp. We don't want to have to rebuke anybody. But that's part of authority sometimes. It's so funny. Everybody's happy. Everything's fine. Just don't you correct me. Don't you dare correct me. Oh, we're all good. We're all happy. We're all fine. But don't you dare correct me. Because the moment you correct me, everything's going to change. Not good anymore, man. You correct me. You trying to correct me? You trying to help me? Everything's good, just don't help me. Do you know that's how the church is sometimes? God's people. Everything's fine. But don't you dare correct me. Right? All Paul wants to do is edify. He says, I don't want to be sharp according to the authority which the Lord has given me. The Lord has given me authority where I can even be sharp if I have to be. I don't want to. Right? That's the heart. Why is he giving me that authority? It's just for edification. It's not for destruction. People feel like they're trying to destroy their life. You keep telling me to submit to God. What do you want to do? Destroy me? You keep telling me to read my Bible. 
You, you keep telling me to come. And you're like challenging us to do these things. You want to destroy my life or what? Is that what we think? We just want everyone edified. That's all. That's what this is about. Our gatherings are for this. We come together to get edified. You need to be edified to face the world. Because the world will drain you. The world will suck the life out of you. Amen. I think Pastor Kevin is starting some new teaching in his church. It's called the Vampire Diaries. Now, at first I thought, man, can you talk about vampires in church? Is that even right? But it's all about the things that suck the life out of us. And you don't know sometimes there's a vampire sitting on your shoulder. It's got teeth in your neck, man. It's just sucking the life right out of you. Amen. That's draining. Your life is being drained. All your power is being drained. There's things that do that. And instead of being edified, the exact opposite is happening. Okay, authority is not there to suck the life out of us. I can tell you honestly, I don't want anything from anybody. I'm not here to get something. We only want edification. That's, that's the purpose. Now, if I can submit to authority, first of all, recognize that. Come up, come up under that mission. Hallelujah. What's going to happen to me? I'll be edified. Hallelujah. And that's good. You'll have some power. You'll have some, some zeal, some strength. And you can face the world. You can face temptation. Amen. Just because they're smoking doesn't mean you have to. I'm edified. I don't need that stuff. Just because they're sick doesn't mean I have to be. I don't, I don't accept those things. I'm edified. Uh, otherwise, you're susceptible to everything. All the, the peer pressure. Ah, all my friends are doing it. If you're just going with the flow, it means you're not edified. Stand up. Backbone. Amen. Stand up. Go for God. G-O-D. Go for God. Amen. 
Go for the things of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. And again, because this is what the angels understand. When they see it happening in your life, it just means they're going to engage with you. Amen. Come on, let's do this together. Aha, uh -huh, you're going for God, are you? I can help you. And just think about that angelic assistance that comes. Just imagine that. The angels of God, they see all the things in the spirit. Aha, uh -huh, you're going for God, are you? Well, there's a devil over there. Take care of that. Take care of that. For you. Why? You're going for it, girl. Go on for Jesus. Oh, you're getting in the word, I see. Oh, let me see this. Some kind of attack from the enemy. Just block that for you. Let me help you. Protect you. Watch over you. Cause that wind to blow on you. That fire gets bigger and stronger. See, the angels are involved in that. If I'm just sitting there totally disconnected, that's when the angels are like, what are you doing? And what do you expect me to do? You understand? Just like a lump. In English, they talk about, don't be a bump on a log. Put that together. That's some people. Like a bump on a log. Not much happening there. Right? The angels want to help us. But they can't help you if you're just like a bump. Right? What can they do? What are they supposed to do? You get up, you start moving. And all of a sudden, you'll find all kinds of things happening. Amen. We didn't get very far today. Praise God, there's always next week. Amen. So we'll continue. Stand up with me. Let's just thank God for his word. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. You know, sometimes these things make us feel a little uncomfortable. Maybe. Come back next week, you'll really be uncomfortable. Because we're just getting started on something. I'm going to scratch this thing even more. Amen. But it's good to be uncomfortable sometimes. It's sort of uncomfortable to grow, you know. Some growing pain. And when the guys start growing, their voice changes. <laughs> It's a little uncomfortable, but it's necessary, right? Your feet are bigger than your body or something. 
Don't worry, you'll grow into those feet. It's just part of life. So it's okay to be uncomfortable. Sometimes you come to church, you should be uncomfortable. Why? Because there's some things we have to adjust. If we're ever going to move forward. Amen. Father, we thank you. Let's thank the Lord. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the Holy Ghost. Father, we recognize the truth. Just like your word says, test all things. Prove what is good. Father, we can prove these things out. We put your word to the test. The truth of your word is tested. It's tried and it's proven. These things will work for anybody. The word will work for you. You can be built up, edified, strengthened, charged up. That can be the reality of your life. Father, we thank you. That's your heart. Your heart to build us up. Your heart, dear Father. That we would be strong in our spirit. Alive in the spirit. So, Father, we just ask you. Help us. Whatever we need to adjust. Father, may we do it. Even as uncomfortable as it might seem. Or feel. Just help us, Father. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. I encourage you. Just look in your own heart. Something sucking the life out of you. Something there that doesn't belong. An attitude. An offense that you're carrying. It's time to get rid of that stuff. Submit to God. Submit to the authority of his word. We do it because he said so. Not because any preacher said so. No, God said so. God told us to do certain things. It's for our own good. Father, may we see that. Recognize it. Respond to it. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, dear Father.